application, right from even the application in Cyber Cafe, right down to your passing out. All NYC does is teach you how to suffer. I am Daniel Itomi, your host, and welcome to the 20-something Experience Podcast, where we listen and learn from the lives and experiences of young adults across the world. NYSC was created to reunite the country after the Civil War was over and to develop and encourage young Nigerians, you know, as the leaders of tomorrow. And honestly, so far, in my opinion, it has flopped hard, and that's an understatement. It offers only stress, discomfort, and inconvenience at best. And at its worst, it's a traumatic experience that unfortunately every Nigerian graduate has to go through. And to speak about this with me, I have my friends Chinedu and Ibi. Yo, I'm Ibi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Chinedu. Okay, thank you guys for joining me. So, what is wrong with NYSE? Hmm. I think realistically... Like I I I I'm a fan of the idea of NYC. I just don't think it's set up in a way that's sustainable. Like yeah. it's the cost of one person doing NYC is too high for the number of people we have. So the the amount they can then divide it by the nineteen eight or thirty thousand it is now, I think, is just too little to expect someone to move to somewhere they have never been before and live there for a year. Yeah. No carry I think on. what what's wrong? What's wrong with it is, is a lot of things. Um, so for one, when you get to camp, facilities, um, facilities in a lot of camps, they are very, very poor. Um, then even when you finish camp, there are so many things that, so many procedures. And when you come to Nigeria, the system, system is very, very, very strenuous. So NYC systems are put in place for like biometric scans, CDS, Sometimes they can be so tedious and you can get there by eight o'clock. You can leave earliest by two, three. Some people, if they're lucky, um, if they're unlucky, rather four. So it's, it's, a, it's a very long program to put it at best. From like, let's not sure you could, the program like, itself is run, like it's just run to hell because it's supposed to, like if you said, right, it's on paper, right? It's supposed to work. Yeah. The NYC, like if you look at, if you read about its mandates to reunite and connect youths across Nigeria, blah, blah, blah. It's supposed to work. <laughs> I think it does that to an extent though. It does, but it doesn't do it in a, in a, I don't what's the word, in a sustainable way in the sense that if, for example, you're going to take uproot someone from River States down south all the way to the north, I believe that you should basically arrange for their transportation, arrange for where they are going to stay and basically ease the entire process. You don't have people, literally in my camp, people were saying that because of the 20-hour bus journey, they had to sleep in the bus. Can <laughs> I like, give you what? two days notice or something? Fam, the, something. The, the way people, the way people, I know the way some people were even able to get to their camps was through WhatsApp BCs. So someone literally made a WhatsApp BC like of um, directions to all the camps in, in, in Nigeria. That's how people were able to get to exactly. their locations. And that's, that's awful. That's absolutely awful. That yeah, is, there should definitely be you... some sort of pickup. Do you get like what's so yes, difficult yes, in that? Exactly. Is, is So that's what's the frustrating thing about NYC. Like, lots of the difficulties you see yeah, like if you like, it is you can't. It's not just incompetence that makes people not do it. It's just some systematic issue because what is so hard in saying that you know what, 
this camp that people will go to every year, we can just hire this transport company or get yep. this person or that person to assist um, these people. Or you do what developed countries do. If you don't want to get use your own staff, hire part-time people. In Nigeria, a lot of people are looking for work. Just yeah. pay some people some money and they'll easily arrange all these things and get it done. I definitely so I, agree there's organizational issues in the whole of NYC. That being so said, I still think there are valuable experiences being had. True, true. Because I think that at the end of the day, there are there are few people that actually benefit and from it. But it does for me the number the, the numbers don't add up because, like you said, there's way too much money spent per person for what actually comes out of it. You cannot be in NYC and you are working on the street saying that you're looking for a place to work. How hard is it to have a database that says, you know what, we have uh, 20,000 NYC coppers, there are 20, 21,000 workplaces, this is how we'll place them. It's not rocket science. I mean, like anybody that's, can do that's, it. That's, I think that's another issue. Like the, the databases, uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the data um, uh, NYC has is wrong. I know a friend of mine, she... Um, she got, I think she got the wrong LGI because NYC hadn't updated that her office has moved. So she went to the completely wrong LGI. And you can imagine just having hours of your day like that just chopped off. It can be so frustrating. A lot of it is just half-baked efforts. Just Real, half-baked, a lot of incompetence. Like, distributing Bro. uniforms. Like when you get, when you get on camp, when you get on camp, <laughs> the uniforms you have to find someone to exchange with if you don't have your size because there's no other alternative. Trade by shoes bat. as well, the jungle boots. Exactly, trade by butter, the jungle boots as well. It's just yeah, there there needs to be if if you're going to make it work, at least make it work. If you're not going to make it work, then scrap the whole thing. Do you so, get it's an adventure. It's it's huh. thing is that I, I don't mind it being an adventure, but how wanted is it? Like, do I want to now spend the whole whole year on this adventure like what is it going to do for me because what happens when okay you've done nyc you've you've worked somewhere post nyc you don't have a job you're just there you're chilling like now you're no longer government's baby you're just really like a burden on (laughs) (laughs) on whoever you live with you know part of the rationale is that's sort of a soft landing at least your first year out of uni or sort of semi okay True, true, true. In yeah, that I, sense. I, yeah, I, I think, I think, in the sense that, like, it gives, um, kind of how, like, you have a grad scheme in UK it gives fresh graduates in Nigeria a quick, yeah, a quick opportunity at getting into the job market, especially because it's easy to say from, from, you know, like when you're in the upper ten percent or maybe even five percent of Nigerians. But a lot of people come from like a lot of impoverished places and looking for jobs can be so hard. So NYC is very, very good at, you know, like allowing people to get jobs that they ordinarily would work very much harder for. So I think that's that's one thing. I think that's the way it works. And honestly, yeah, definitely. in my experience, there were people who in camp, they were like, I've never been to the north. My parents told me not to come. Like, this is, I'm generally putting my life in danger. And by the end of, <laughs> by the end of NYC, they were like, actually, I'm, I'm staying. Like, I think I just want to move here and live here now. Which is sort of the whole point that they thought the north was somewhere, you know, alien. And they came here and they were like, oh, I like this. Yeah, and it builds connections, definitely. I'm sure those people, part of it was like meeting people that they never want to be away from long term, that kind of thing. 
So I know a lot of people from camp that I still talk to till today. So yeah. I think that wor- that works in the sense that connecting and going to a new place. And in, in some sense, those are the positives for of NYC where it reconnects you, it you takes you it takes you to new places that you've never been. But my thing still is that is that if you're going to move somebody to a new state, I don't think it should be the person's problem how they settle where they are. But yeah, Ibi, how was your tell us about your entire NYC experience? Wow. Yeah, so you know, went to camp. Uh camp was, you know, an interesting three weeks. <laughs> um I really enjoy camp to be fair. I'm not I'm gonna be honest. But um came out and then I, I did mechanical engineering in uni. So I worked in the Nigerian Army Central Workshop. So I worked in the army. We worked on a helicopter project and developed some patrol vehicles. So it was interesting from the perspective of, you know, the army was doing some R&D. But um, on the other hand, it also, without going into it too much, uh, my confidence in the R&D was not so high. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so did. But, and then I was in, my CDS was um, the editorial board. So I used to go have a radio show every Thursday at 5, 90.9 FM. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was a very awkward show. We used to come up with a topic. <laughs> and then the reason we had the show was we used to have to talk about uh, childbirth spacing, which is like, you know, family planning, basically. Yeah. But, there were some there are people who are not very fond of family planning. So we were not allowed to say family planning on air. But we used to say childbirth spacing. But um that was why we had the show, but that was always a difficult one for young twenty early twenty year olds to now get on radio and be like, <laughs> This is what you should be doing with your wife at home. <laughs> no, but that's yeah, funny. I, I think I, I overall I hesitate to say positive. But I definitely wasn't a negative. It was bang on in the middle. Mm, to the negative, some of the negatives were too too much to overlook. <laughs> like what? What was the major negative? Um, honestly, I don't think it's all of them. But every single person that works for NYC staff is my up. <laughs> like, like I, honestly, every single NYC and employee is like we're ups. Like you see me, it's on. They are all so so bitter and angry. <laughs> Tell me about yeah. it, man. Tell me about it. And it seems to be nationwide. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, definitely. And you know, definitely. you just have absolute power. Like legitimately, they can ruin your 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 experience <laughs> in NYC. So you really there's only so far you can push them. <laughs> like if you don't put this thumbprint, there's nothing you can do. That query is coming your way. Oh my days. No. Funny, funny enough, there's, uh, there's, uh, the the soldiers on my camp were actually very, very. They were very nice people. The staff were, they were okay. It's after camp that there's a there's a woman that's I'm not going to mention her name, but she's notorious in Lagos State for for just being mean. Like you can imagine that, like someone having that type of reputation. We can. So yeah, if I, if I mention her name, anyone that has gone through her would remember it immediately. I'm sure as you're so, saying this, some people listening will be like, yeah, I know that woman. I know who exactly he's talking about. <laughs> definitely, definitely. They will know the woman. If like, if, I don't even need to describe if it's on the island, if it's on the mainland, they will know the woman. And if you served in Lagos State, you know the woman. 
the worst part about NYC, one of the worst things is like what Evie said, the absolute power some of these, no offense to them, low level it's staff mad. have. Because literally, if you do, and because of the, <laughs> the nature of NYC, right? If you don't have a specific person's signature, you're almost screwed. Like you might as well scrap the entire like year or entire month. So it's like there's only so much. Like even when people are like being stubborn and standing up for themselves and like talking back, I'm just looking at them like, fam. You if you go on this person's backside, bad side, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like game over. <laughs> like that. <laughs> like the power they have. Oh my. I'm oh, like, yeah, definitely. NYC teaches you patience, man. Although nah, that being said, power. I actually got in quite a semi-big fight in, with them in camp. Really? <laughs> but this was towards the end of my NYC. I had to go to camp for something and some new coppers were coming in. And you know everyone's aggressive when you're coming in for the first time. Everyone's scared. I've never been to the north before. Uh, so I served in Kaduna. Like, yeah. And then so they, were, they had the attitude towards the white fowls, as they are called. And I was like, <laughs> look, I'm not new here. You need to take the temperature down. But obviously, the <laughs> staff, their temperature only ever goes up. So before you know it, it was a big, it was a big. <laughs> anyway, I left with my sleep. It's just, but like I said earlier, like it definitely should be working because it is, it is a good initiative. And for different reasons, it doesn't work. So do you guys think the issue is more systematic or it's just the program itself that it has just failed? Okay, um, I think it's a combination of everything. I think for starters, like when, you know how in Nigeria, you can almost pay yeah. yourself out of everything. So people, for one, if they want the program to work, people need to stop being able to pay themselves out of whatever location they are posted to. So if you're posted to this state, you have to go to this state. If you're posted to this state, that's number one. Number two is the is the camp itself where people pay to get to get medical excuse and all that. So um, yeah, that it's just a lot of a lot of you know um, structural problems. People are not being paid enough, so they take any like they take any sort of bribe to make sure this copper is comfortable as well. And then coppers aren't comfortable, so they pay this amount to make sure they are comfortable. So it's just um, and then. The money that is put into, I was, I, I think there was a day I sat down and I was like, how much do they actually send to the government or to whoever is in charge of the top person for uniforms, for the jungle boots, everything? Because how many people actually get their sizes? How many people even get quality? Like if you feel the shirts, if I should put that inside washing machine <laughs> like this. It's gone. <laughs> and then the white shoes they give you, they are so uncomfortable. You might as well just be walking with your, facts, your, facts, bare, facts. your bare feet like that. So every like they need to, it's just it's just a whole mess. It's it's a whole mess. I think the only good side of NYC that it really gives most people is um let's say like connections, um, you get to meet people, you get to see places, like Ibi said, um you people go up north to places they've never been up north that have maybe reservations about people down south as well. They come down south and they see, okay, this place is actually good. So things like that, I think that's what it's good at. And then also <laughs> giving us a platform where we don't have to hustle like that. But there's a lot of work that needs to go into it to be fixed. And there's a lot of work. Yeah. And like Chinedu said, like I always remember they make you put the size you want on the form. 
And then when you get there, they just throw the thing into the crowd. Just take whatever you get. Fam, fam. I was like, what was the point of filling Putting in the all your details at and any point? But ultimately, and, and I don't know if you guys had to refill the form manually. Yes, the cyber cafe people too are running a huge scam. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what experience you had in camp, but I remember also having a big blow up at a lady who was selling 20 naira per staple. So she would staple your form for you for 20 naira. And I was like, You're a vulture because you know people have no choice and you're running this sort of this. Uh, I couldn't believe that woman. Like, just everyone in camp is just trying to drain you of whatever small cash you have. Nah, and it shows how basic it is. How can you be but, paying for stapling? How I couldn't believe it. And then, and then, and then it's so it's so uncomfortable when you're not even just that. Like even like when I was in camp, yeah, it was aside the money bit of it. They are so so uncomfortable. Like the way they touch you, the way they find boy come here, come to the store. I remember when I came into the camp and they, like they were just so touchy. It was just like. Man, I, I, I wasn't a fine boy, so I didn't have. But <laughs> well, yeah, that that. I beg, I beg, I beg. Now, nah, but that cyber cafe one was so frustrating because I remember you get to like let's say like part three, the whole thing would start all over again, like from. Man, no, you know what? Yeah, camp, man. camp is another story. We suffered. Literally, we'll get in my camp. Uh, my camp experience, right? It was the experience itself in camp was okay, like it wasn't bad. I think I I won't say I enjoyed it, but I didn't I didn't hate it entirely. But I will never forgive NYC for seeing my name and placing me in Yobe State. How many people know where the <laughs> hell Yobe State is? But that's how people do in Yobe feel when they see a boy. <laughs> 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 that's the point <laughs> like like how do you place me in your basis and the worst part of what your basis was getting there because what had happened was there's no war in yobe fam like let me even damaturu this capital of yobe there were small threats from boko haram so it's like why are you still sending people there it was so bad that yeah. where we usually have camp or where they usually have camp in yobe they couldn't have it there anymore because of the terrorism so it's like, why are we still going to a state with terrorism? And yeah. getting to Yobe State was even the worst part because I had to basically, t- um, I was driven to Joss first because I wanted to go to Bauchi to work my way into the camp. That didn't work. So in Bauchi State, I decided to take public transport. Guys, mm. I keep your public transport. I'm not talking Uber. I'm not talking um, bus. We're talking about a car that has no side mirror, no rear mirror. The gearbox is literally half gone. The pro tip is that you need to buy both oh, the, yeah. the front <laughs> From, The guy is using wires to switch on the car. Like <laughs> he's hot wiring his own car because he has no key. You know that and they don't this is like north north, so they don't speak very good English. So my English cannot translate. My house is not there. So all I knew was the name of the place I was going to. And halfway like into the drive, I forgot the name because it was so hard to pronounce at the time. So I was just there like, oh my God, how do I even like describe this to them? I'm not even in the States. Like, what do I do? What do I do? Luckily for me, there was somebody in the back that understood English. And he asked me, oh, where are you going to? And I said, oh, I'm going to a camp in Yobe. And he was like, oh, you mean Pochiskum camp? 
I was like, oh yes, that's the place. And I was relieved. And guy, guy, I was so scared because I had money in my in my um, knapsack, and I was like, if these guys decide to just like um, start getting curious, it's like it's game over. Because oh, like, I can't say anything. I can't beg yeah. your house. I can't beg in English because what's he gonna do? <laughs> yeah. And I also don't like the way you just have to have so much cash in camp. Like, like and you can't I'm do a- anything. If I'm a thief, I was there yeah, in the queue yeah, where they had yeah, bundles yeah. of money on the table and was giving everyone twenty thousand in camp. Obviously, this is crazy. Yeah, and that's that's another thing. There's there's like there's forty people in the room that you can't even vouch for. There's like just bare funny characters and camp characters in, in, in your room. Like, how many you stories? Yeah, and we we definitely need to Yikes. speak about oh the room my standards. Guys, we had wars wow. living with us. Like there was a wasp house. Just wow. above my bed. <laughs> Can never forget it. Wow. <laughs> you know, the worst part is that, or like, there's so many worst parts. I don't even know where to begin. But <laughs> the, fact, the fact that you have to wake up 5 a.m. And when you wake up 5 a.m., it means you have to be up by 4.30 because you have to brush and you have to clean up because by the time you start, that's the start of your day. And what I never understood with NYS is why the... I understand it's like it's it's run by the military and everything, fair enough. But why do the staff members teach you treat you like you're in secondary school? They just all come across like a bunch of secondary school yeah. teachers and principals that are just like they're having mad insecurities because a lot of the people you talk to have higher credentials and qualifications than you. So why don't you reason with them down to be shouting and raising your voice? Like how I remember our is it camp director would get so angry. And he would literally like, be threatening to slap people. And I'm thinking to myself, like, who do you want to slap here? Because, <laughs> because no one is above, like... Funny enough, Daniel, he would nah, slap people and he would get to really... Until you nah. slap someone that is not going to take it. Exactly. Until you slap the wrong person. Fair enough, yeah. But you, you know, they don't, they don't reason that first. Before, I mean, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to be someone with external power before you realize slapping people is wrong. Literally, for what? Like, what are they doing... Ours was the other end of the spectrum. The soldiers used to go and peep at the girls when they were bathing in the morning. So they now had to start getting up at 2 a.m. to bath. Oh, my God. Like, to be fair, like, my experience in camp, yeah. I can say it was okay. But if I was a girl, I can never in a million years recommend camp to anyone. Nah, it's, it's the, the experience for a girl is bad. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never <laughs> ever recommend NIC. I remember there was a friend, there was a time when... When we started registration, so we went to the Surulere to get everything sorted out. And then my friend had, I don't, I don't know what it's called, but she had this top. Um, so it was kind of like body tight. Um, and it wasn't, but it wasn't, it wasn't revealing anything. It wasn't, you get, and this security guard chased her away, said she couldn't enter. They, he let me in. And then I, I can't remember, we had to give him money for her to like get in. So it wasn't like you can tell that his issue wasn't even addressing. Definitely not. He just needed a way to make money out of whatever that he could. And like you said, I don't want to use low level staff, but like there's a lot of people that are put in places and they don't do their jobs. They want to, it's unfortunate because they are paid so low. They have to yeah, resort exactly. to so many ways to be able to get money out of people. And so that was, that's not the first, that my friend wasn't the first girl that he would have done that to that day. He would have definitely done it to so many other like women there that that had come that day, and each woman is let's say five hundred naira to enter. By the time he gets ten people, that's five k <laughs> for business. the day. If he gets business. twenty, ten k, 
<laughs> Honestly, business is booming. But, I guess you know. Thankfully, NYC is in all camp. After three weeks, you're out of camp and you're out working. And I feel that I feel that is where NYC really shines, where you can actually get opportunities at organizations where you might not ordinarily get a chance at, albeit that they might not give you good work to do. But at the very least, you can have a good government agency on your CV because even if you're there doing some assistance work, you can basically make such an impression that you can eventually stay. And it's happened. And I feel that is where NYSC NYSC really shines, but at the same time they should do better. Because I don't you cannot leave camp in a state that you would like you don't live in and be looking for a job. I think they should have all of that sorted. You obviously try it on your end, but on their end as well, they should sort it out. And how was it for you guys finding where to work? I mean I worked where they posted me. So I was posted to the army and I just reported there. Oh okay, so, fair enough. So was it a seamless it process? Yeah, at the end of camp, you collect your... I mean, obviously, at the end of camp, you elbow and shove and fight <laughs> to collect your letter. Yeah. But um, by that time, you're three weeks <laughs> in, so, you know, personal space is no longer relevant. But you collect your letter. I saw an Army Central workshop. I went home. The next day, I reported to work. But then the issue I find is that if I was from Delta and I've just gotten this place that was on the other end of town and it's three o'clock, how am I supposed to... Where am I supposed to sleep tonight? Exactly. You know? like, what the system is reliant yeah. on people's parents, you know, filling up the gaps. And but, you know, not everyone's parents can. Exactly. Okay. Simple as. And that's just the case. How was it for yeah. you, Shinedu? Um, I there's you know you can um request a a, a place to yeah. you can tell a place to request for you. So I got a request letter for a law firm in phase one, in lucky phase one. So I just brought that and then I submitted it in camp and then they posted me there. Luckily, yeah. that was very, very straightforward. So, yeah, it wasn't... That's really yeah, good. It you know, it for me, it was, it, it, wasn't, it was straightforward in the sense that the same thing, I got a request from a company and I handed it in. But just to hand in that letter was another piece of headache because the amount of people there and the methods are so mundane. Today, why are we still like walking around with A4 paper? <laughs> you get letter <laughs> like submitting physical letter things you can just do online why do you need to then do is nyc is a process that they'll make you upload all your documents but they'll still make you bring them there as well yes. they'll say oh bring your original university certificate and i'm thinking so what if it gets missing or stolen like it like it has done in camp what do you do then <laughs> like yeah. nyc yeah yeah I don't. I don't know if I touched on this, but I think uh, my set or my stream was the old batch, whichever one applies, was the first. I think first set. I'm not sure it, that they started doing. So if you schooled outside the country, you have to before you start, you have to verify your documents. So this verification here, <laughs> you submit your documents online, but you still gotta submit it in person in Surulere. This thing here. Yeah, we, me and my friends, we went together and we we're coming from VGC. And VGC to Surulere on a good day is, let's say, an hour, 45 minutes drive. But we wanted to get ahead of time. So we got there by like 7.45. We got there by 7.45. We were number <laughs> 250. Wow. Oh, wow. This, is, this is by 7.45. You can imagine people were there by like 6 o'clock. And I kid you not, we didn't leave that place a second oh earlier than God. 4 o'clock. And this is over over 500 people that they were calling in what 10 people at the same time or like 
So eventually, when they go, I slept off and I woke up so many times on the plastic chair, when you now get the, the documents, you give it to the lady or the, the gentleman, whoever is there, you just flip through, flip through, flip through it, hand it back to you. So you're just thinking like, okay, so I submitted this thing to verify it online and I'm still coming to submit it in person, but you don't actually verify if the documents are actually like real. So th things like that is so frustrating. Like in Nigeria, a lot of, not just NYC, a lot of the problems is you do things online in quotes to be advanced and you still have to do it again in person. So it's very, and <laughs> they made us write an essay. So some people, why do you want to be that, a lawyer? That you're already a lawyer. Why do you want to be a lawyer? This is after you graduated. I'm not kidding. Like, they will tell you, what did you learn about uh, engineering? What did you learn about um, um, the legal? Tell us about the legal system in the UK. And you're just thinking, like, okay, if I write about the legal system, okay, what are you going they won't to keep you. They will throw it away. They will use it to wrap corn. Like, like what? what? And the budget so will be one one fifty thousand per essay. Now they are being paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days, you guess. But with all our experiences, everything you we've known that we've known and like we know and we've heard of of NYSC, do you think it should be scrapped? Let's say restructure. Um yeah. Yeah. I think I think scrapped is a very, very is like you can give it another try so if you restructure it properly just put money in the right places get your database correct get everything like now that foreign verification for foreign students there's absolutely no need for it there i don't think there's any need for that you're just wasting resources you're wasting people's time just grab that uh make sure the uniforms are the right sizes make sure the camps are proper like if you go to camp and you see nobody's asking for five-star accommodation standard but at least let the bunk beds be clean, the mattresses, the fans be working, yeah. and, you know, things like that. So I feel like one thing that MISD is kind of, like, is, is in Nigerian culture is, like, exactly. you have to suffer to be able to get into life. You don't oh, need man. to suffer to get into life. I feel like NYSD, right from, right from, literally, for foreign students, right from the document verification, um, I don't know the national students. I don't know where they start from. I think application right from even the application in Cyber Cafe right down to your passing out. All NYC does is teach you how to suffer. Life what, shouldn't what, teach what? you how to suffer to get through life. <laughs> it, it really shouldn't teach you how to suffer to get through life. I feel like that's how they feel like maybe being patriotic is like I, I need to suffer because I've never stood up for so long under yeah, like the sun yeah bro for what reason honestly because of guess, my like, father for me I feel like if you don't make it better scrap the whole thing because NYC as far as Nigeria is the Nigeria that we know I don't think NYC will get better because NYC is a visualization of the state of the country and if the country is within itself and the mentality and the cultural shifts do not yeah. change NYSC will simply not change. And I'm not even being negative. It's just how it is because, like you've said, the mentality of the workers, from the ones at the bottom to the ones at the top, is, no, is really no different. It's just that some have a little more zeros in their account, so they won't be, maybe, they will not be doing some little things, whereas That's some others... <laughs> so it's like, if you don't improve it and... Because what <laughs> happens is that there are a lot of bunch of people that are in England that their parents are saying, oh, just come back and do NYSC. And what I told them is, no, do not come back and do NYSC because the... <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> because, because, fam, 
Mm-hmm. You you might just get sick. You really might just get sick. Like your body will literally just fail you because they death drop. Definitely, they drop in standards of living. Guys, you know, in my three weeks, I never used a toilet. I used a pit latrine. Google it. For that you know, that no. is. What do you mean, Google it? We were there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, luckily, my, my mm. camp was one of the better camps. It was one of the better camps. The only thing is just that the first, the first morning that we're meant to wake up. So I think it was by 4.30 a.m. So uh, like everyone in my room was pretty much awake. And remember, I said I was sleeping beside the window. <laughs> Next thing, I'm hearing water. And I'm like, the toilet is not in front of my, my window, you know. Like, Mm-hmm. I just look out. Come on, bear bombs everywhere. That really like, took me aback myself because I never meet boarding school or anything. I just came out and like, like a field of trees, you know. Like... <laughs> oh my days! And it was so funny because I was like, I was like, ah, people are shouting outside. One guy just shouted, "Oh no time, no time!" I was like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah, bro, what is hot water? I didn't, I didn't shower hot water one um, day. No, we could buy it. Nah, I think I think I think I, pay, I think it was fifteen naira for a bucket of hot water. This is the level of just most just blood suckers in the camp. Everything was at a price. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was it was up north, so I'm sure the it water was freezing. Was freezing. That's why you guys I had the bath with cold water once, and I nearly argued with my first aid guy. <laughs> <laughs> I joined first aid in camp by the way, so I didn't match. Oh, okay. That was my first act, first wise act in camp. Nah, you you see, yeah. Anyways, anyways, you oh teach, you, you'll see some things and you learn some things and you do some things that you om- almost kind of come out and say in public because anyways, yeah. See, yeah. And can we talk about the skill acquisition thing? Because really? in 2018 or 19, when I was doing it, you can't be teaching people how to sell a charge card. Oh, and, my and Like, yes. all those businesses, they need to be updated for real. Come on. Honestly, how can you, how can you be bringing all carpentry? <laughs> these are, edu- it's not, it's, these are not uneducated. These are educated youth. They are bringing carpentry, Look, electrician work. I'm not even work. talking down on carpentry, but you can't learn carpentry <laughs> in, in four days. Like, if you want to be a carpenter, that's fine. But in four days, you're not going to produce a nice chair. But yeah, so what would you guys say, um, starting with you, AB, what would you say to people that want to do NYSC or have to do NYSC? What's your advice? It's not going to be something you enjoy while you're doing it. But um, I think a lot of people who did go through it, went to camp and went through it, you know, it's character building. Yeah. And I know that sounds like I'm trying to wrap something bad in something good. And in some ways I am. But I, de- I personally, you know, I felt I found it a valuable experience. And that first year after uni, you can really sink into not knowing what to do with your life. So it's good to just immediately have something. Okay, this is what you're doing now. I might not love it, but I'm doing something. Yeah. True. do Um, I would say, obviously, just close your eyes and just, just try and enjoy the bits you can. It gets really, really frustrating. You get sick and tired at some points. There are so many points where you just be like, "I'm so done with this country." <laughs> like, I even want to throw away your no, You need it to leave. Just yeah, <laughs> you just need it to leave. So keep it. <laughs> you need it to leave, obviously. But literally, just if you plan on, obviously, if you plan on actually making it in the country and, you know, it teaches you about the system and, you know, just how to just navigate your way and also like just 
Yeah. Getting my voters yeah, like card and my national ID number. If I had never been to NYC, I would not have gotten those things. Fair but enough. that time, by the time I arrived, I knew Nigerian system. Exactly. Exactly. Just let's be prepared like, for the worst. For the worst, and prepare for the worst. Let's let's not even kid. At its very best, it will be demoralized, demoralizing. At its very worst, it will be traumatizing. So pick your <laughs> <Yeah>. poison. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to like, share, and comment on this.